Joe Thomas in the morning, and you've heard uh, scattered amongst our commentary our misspent time in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, which was an awful lot of time. I, I love Pennsylvania uh, very much. My wife and I, and, until we found Charlottesville, were pretty sure we were going to live out our lives in Pennsylvania. Uh, and one of our dear friends at the time uh, was one of great representatives in the U.S. Senate, co-hosted my morning show when we were uh, paying tribute to those who lost their lives on Flight 93 on uh, September 11, 2006, uh, and it was a great loss for America at the time when he lost his Senate re-election bid to a guy who couldn't get elected, most popular member of the Casey family, but somehow uh, managed to get elected uh, to the Senate, and he's planted himself there and done nothing ever since, but that's just me saying it, uh, but he's he's moved on, and he's everywhere, he's in media, but, and he's with our General Assembly talking about the Convention of States. He is the great Rick Santorum. Rick, it is so good to catch up with you. How have you been? I'm I'm doing great, Joe. Thank you for that uh, very uh, very kind introduction. I remember that uh, very well, and um, appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity to, to join up with you again to talk about this issue. Talk about your journey to the Convention of States, because uh, over the past few years, uh, every time it would come up on the program, I would get emails from listeners saying runaway convention or what happens yeah. if Democrats get involved or that kind of thing. Um, and, and, and each time we very slowly go through all the different you know, reasons that they were being fed, you know, incomplete information about it. Tell, tell me right. about your journey to to supporting the convention the states yeah i mean i actually took a similar journey uh, you know the uh, uh when the idea was first uh posited to me uh it was one that i you know immediately just said no i why would we want to do something like that it's never been done before it's in you know, 240 years we haven't done it why are we doing it now that's i think a very logical and conservative reaction to something which mm-hmm. is if it ain't broke don't fix it well the problem is uh is that uh it's, it actually is part of the Constitution. It's Article 5. Uh, the founders put it in there for a reason. And one of the things that uh, that I did is, uh, you know, eventually when I, I just got so frustrated with Washington and how things were going there and seeing now both parties uh, engaged in, in ignoring the Constitution and, and spending money uh, like there's no tomorrow and, uh, and usurping more and more power uh, to uh, uh, to Washington and particularly to the presidency, uh, that I started to look for. You know, what can we do to to, to stop this? And then, and you know, elections. We win elections, you lose elections, but things don't things don't seem to change. That there's something structurally wrong with Washington. And uh, and so that's when I came upon uh, this Article Five convention. And again, was very skeptical of it. But someone said, you know, this is really what you need to look at. And and I started to do the homework, and I, I would suggest that, that most of the people who are calling your show and, and expressing concern about this, just like I did, just haven't done the homework. And you, if, if you do the homework and you actually see uh, what the founders' intent was, uh, you see that you know that people who say, I love the Constitution, and the, the founders were great, except this. Uh, that that doesn't really wash very well, uh, that the founders put this in there because they knew a time would come when uh, that the people would have to rise up through their state legislatures and fight a tyranny. Why? Because it's always happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, every republic has re- ended in a tyranny of centralization of power and authority and, you know, return to 
to a to authoritarianism. And you know, we're on our way here in America, and the founders provided us a remedy for doing it. And and for those who say yes, I agree with you that we are on our way to a you know a, a horrible end. Uh, but we shouldn't do anything about it because that might be dangerous. Well, I mean, when you're uh, when you're looking at you know, over the abyss, I mean, it's it's probably mm-hmm. best to try something that at least give the founders their due and give them the op- give the opportunity for something like this to be used. Mm-hmm. And people say, well, that could be abused. Well, what abuse could there be? I mean, the abuse would be that that the folks who come to this convention. And I'm, by the way, I don't think it would ever happen. But if even if they quote got off the rails, the rails would be that they would take more power from the federal government, not less. That would be the rail. I mean, it would be in the interest of people who want to, uh, who are there to grab power, to grab it for themselves, not to give it away. Right. I mean, and so it does, even even their argument doesn't make any sense. Well, and that's the thing that I think finally I looked at and I realized that Article 5 specifically lists how to do it and and the process, very similar to how you would amend when you were in the U.S. Senate, Rick Santorum on with us, Um, and and unlike the convention that gave us the Constitution, which was always the – the exemplar. They say, well, look at that. It was just supposed to fix the Articles of Confederation, not invent well, a whole new First of all, that's a lie. That's, that's a lie. I mean, anybody, again, redo the history, do the work. If you look at the, at the original convention, the, the convention that was called in 1787 was called by the states. Mm-hmm. They, they, they always point to the fact, oh, the Congress called it to, 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 but the Congress called the convention after the states had already called it. Mm-hmm. So they were just trying to piggyback on what the states were doing so they could try to control it from Washington. Boy, does that sound familiar. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, yeah, but but it, it was the states that called it. And if you look at the commissions that the states passed, they all passed it to do whatever was necessary for the republic. And it was a wide open convention. Mm-hmm. That is not an Article 5 convention. An Article 5 convention of states under the constitution is for the purpose of proposing amendments that then has to go to the state legislatures for ratification it can only propose amendments and it is limited to what the scope of the resolution that calls the convention uh to do and again the 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 idea that that uh first off that you would besmirch the founders and saying that they ran an illegal convention to create the United States <laughs> yep. is is all is, you know you just who are what side are they on uh, that that's not what happened number one and number and, and we know that mm-hmm. you know there, there was a convention uh, that was that was called earlier the Annapolis convention and it, it failed why because the scope wasn't broad enough it was talking about interstate commerce yep. and so they called one that was a broader broader attempt so Again, you go back and look at the history. You look at the fact that there have been conventions of states in the past. I mean, people are familiar with the Colorado River and the water problems in the West. Well, six states out in the West called a convention of states, Uh, not under Article 5, but it was a convention. Every state got one vote. The rules were the rules that had been put in place that had been used by conventions of states since prior to the founding. And and we all know how they work. it's, It's like... You say, well, in the Constitution, it says trial by jury. Well, we don't know what a trial by jury is. Well, yeah, but you didn't need to define it in the Constitution because everybody knew what it was. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the Convention of the States. Everybody knows what it is. All you do is go back and look at the history, and you follow the history. You follow the precedent. 
Rick Santorum is on with us. He's he, he's helping the Convention of States folks talk to our Virginia General Assembly to get us to become the next state uh, to join this. I think we're at 19 now. We need to get to 34, Rick, and I, and I wish you all the best of luck. You know what these folks are feeling. And Jefferson, when he wrote here in Charlottesville our, our Declaration of Independence, our legal filing, he said it's understandable that people are gr- going to grow cu- accustomed to things being a way that they are. And I think that really is where I sit when somebody presses back against the idea of an Article 5 convention is, I get it. I understand. This is what we're used to. Yeah. We're used to C-SPAN and CNN and, and the Congress and some senators standing there pontificating about something. And the idea that we can do it back can be a little frightening, too, can't it? It is. I mean, we're used to Washington doing everything. Everything has been centralized. It, you know, I, I remember when I was in the United States Senate, I would get a call from people because, you know, the neighbor's dog was barking too loud. I mean, it, you, you, they, they, they immediately the first thing we now think of is let Washington solve the problem. Well, that's just, you know, ass backwards. I mean, yeah. that's just not how how America thrives and, and, and succeeded, nor will it in the future. We, we need to get back to, to, to fundamental freedoms. We need to get back to local control, states, you know, having flexibility to, to, uh, to run, their, run their communities mm-hmm. the, they, the way the people in those communities believe it, and not everything out of Washington, D.C., far removed from the problems at hand in, a, in, in every community in America. I, I know you know you are rooted in Virginia, not far from here in Winchester. You're from here, but you know so connected to Pennsylvania. I have to ask you about this crazy. I mean, here in Charlottesville, statues coming down. Uh, you know, we're we're famous, you know, infamous for you that. Um, you know, but now William Penn, my God, you know how how does this uh, become you know a story? It's bureaucracies. I mean, this this was a bureaucratic uh, situation where. You know, I, I I always think you know you're, the first go to is as a conservative is to think that the bureaucrats are are woke and they're terrible people mm-hmm. and they're trying no they're they're just they're just bureaucrats and and they you know they take the easy way out they do they do stupid things because they don't think through it and they don't have to because there's no accountability you can't fire a bureaucrat that person who proposed that is they're not going to lose their job they're not going to have any problems so again it's it, it, it's the whole idea that that the that the less accountability and the farther removed you are from from real people, you get stupid things like this that happen. Thankfully, uh, you know, I even give I'll give credit to the governor of Pennsylvania, who's a Democrat, uh, who who finally said, you know, no, we're not doing this. I mean, so there was there was no support for it, and there is no support for it. Thank but it God. just shows you how disconnected the bureaucracy in Washington is. It was a Washington bureaucratic. Uh, uh, suggestion and and that's where that's again more reason for a convention of states exactly. to get the power out of Washington so more stupid stuff doesn't happen. So what's what's next for Rick? I know you're going to go door to door and uh, when you come across Tom Garrett, give yourself a lot of time. He's a member of our House of Delegates. Uh, the two of you are cut from like the same bolt of fabric, I think. And it, 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 all I would have to do is say constitution and you guys could probably go on for three days uh with each other but he's a good dear friend and there's so many great folks there in the general assembly so uh, aside from that what what is in the future because god i miss you know, a guy like you in our representation because you always seemed like you didn't want to do it for us you wanted to make sure we were free to do it for ourselves 
Well, Joe, it's very kind of you to say, and I remember having many, many good conversations with you about a lot of a lot of issues uh, when you were in Pennsylvania. And uh, I'll be traveling a lot. I'll be in, in Frankfort, Kentucky next uh, next week. I'll be in Boise, Idaho. Uh, I'll be in Des Moines. Those are those are some of the states that we're focused on this year to try to get mm-hmm. uh, the convention of states passed. So I'll be talking to a lot of legislators and uh, and talking to a lot of uh, patriots who are who are as adamant as I am that this is something that needs to be done. And uh, it, it is a grassroots, bottom-up uh, organization that is, uh, you know, focused on trying to save the republic. And, uh, and we're, we're, we're on our way. Well, I really appreciate you being on the team with us. Uh, it makes me, you know, even feel stronger about it. I always point to guys like Mark Levin and Charlie Kirk. You know, being on the team yep. as well, and and now having you on it, it's like we just you know signed Shohei Otani and or Bryce Harper. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go outside of Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'll I'll, t- I'll take one percent of their salary. How's that? Exactly. Rick I'll, I'll, take that a, I'll take that. I'll take that deal. Uh, God bless you, sir. It's conventionofstates.com. Please find out more about us, uh, and thank you for helping out uh, with the Virginia General Assembly. Like I said, watch out for that Garrett fella. He'll chew your ear off. Okay. I I hope to run into it. Thanks so much, Joe. God God bless, Rick. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.